if you know in your heart and your soul that this is not your person, you are doing yourself a disservice to stay in that relationship for the sake of comfortability because, and you're also doing that person a disservice. So if you truly love them, you got to cut them off because you have to give them the opportunity to also find someone who will put 110% into them and who will be their person and want to build a life with them. Welcome to Just Go With It, a podcast by 20-somethings for 20-somethings. Fun, flirty, and keeping it real. An absolute riot these days. If it isn't over the top, it ain't us. They came out of college on top. Then life hit them in the face. Be a bit more professional, please. Couldn't shut us up then. Won't shut us up now. Here are the tips and tricks you are going to need to get through your 20s. We are getting into it. Strap yourselves in for a wild ride. Live on air. I'm Abby. And I'm Ashley. Good lord it's already season two grab a drink take a seat and get ready to just go with it what's going on you guys happy friday happy hour we're back it's friday it's time for the weekend congratulate yourselves for making it through the week that's honestly a huge feat give yourself a pat on the back already and this week was a worse week than others for some if you were in the trenches fighting for taylor swift tickets we acknowledge you we see you abby was on her computer for like a straight nine to five um not actually nine to five what were you on you got logged on I, at like 9 30 to 3 30 p.m yes I calculated it six, it was six hours and some people had it worse than me somehow by the grace of god I got us tickets for the Nashville show Ashley and Allie are coming out to Nashville I could not be more excited also from the grace of God, because I feel like you didn't really know what you were doing. <laughs> no, I had never bought tickets for something as high in demand as this. Like I, I've never like stayed up and like been ready with my computer or like gotten pre-sale for anything before. So I was very just unprepared with like how this is all going to go down. But I did oh, my best. <laughs> I'll tell you, this was traumatic to me. And then I saw other people saying this on like TikTok and Twitter um, I was trying to buy some tickets and I got some good ones for a cheap price, which is what I wanted. I'm going to check out and I used my Chase card and Chase is the only one that thinks it's fraud when you use do like a big purchase on Ticketmaster. I lost those tickets right no. away, was frantic. And when I go back to the screen. It's a madhouse. Things are going on and off, on and off. Availability there, availability not there. Madhouse, I'm screaming, someone get me a credit card instead. Yeah. And so I still got stuff, but don't use a chase card for a high demand uh, ticket master thing. Good to know. Insider trading info. Insider also, trading info. The yeah, way that we are all so connected on the beautiful app that is TikTok makes me feel so seen because I was seeing all of these horror stories of Ticketmaster. It made me feel like, wow, I really don't have it that bad because there were some girls that, you know, were ready to go, waited in the queue hours and hours, got in, got their tickets, like dream seats on the floor, was ready to check out. And Ticketmaster just kicked them completely out of the site and put them in the back of the queue like absolutely criminal jail straight to jail also, all that. in the trenches when we were like what do we do when we were like what do we do how do we fix this do we refresh the page i was yeah. commenting left right and center on people's tiktoks what do, I do? what do we do and the people were answering so thank god for stuff like that it's such a good way to connect people. <laughs> I love it so much. It's like the world's encyclopedia, but like instant, like instantaneous, right at your yeah. fingertips. Okay. So also, <laughs> we are so incredibly thankful for our tickets, our double tickets. We are so thankful. And um, 
And we'll be getting so much good content out of our Nashville weekend. I'm so excited. Even though um, it's not until May, we have like a while. It's, there <laughs> is a like chance. We're acting like it's tomorrow. <laughs> we're like, I'm so excited. I can't wait. Well, it's in Nashville. There's a chance we could go again before May even gets here. True. <laughs> um, I have some requests, though, if May is my first time that we are back between now and then for activities that I want to do that I was thinking about the other day. Okay. But we are so thankful. Make a PowerPoint you want because to, that honestly You want me to like tell you? Live on air? Yeah. I'll just with, tell you like – With Ryan Seacrest? Okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I've only been to Tin Roof once. I want to go back more than once. I, I can't believe again. we didn't go when you guys were here. No, we did. I went with you once. Oh. Well, yeah. I can't believe we didn't go July of this year. Oh, yeah. I've been to all the other places 500 times. I want to go to Tin Roof again. And I kind of want to do the Pedal Tavern. That's fair. I would do it with you guys. Yeah. We're a party band. Um, And then I'm totally fine going when it opens alone. Like, I don't need you guys to take me. And I kind of want to go to the um, Country Music Museum. Honestly, I would go back to that. I had a good time the first time I went. Me too. I yeah. went once a years ago, and I kind of want to go back. Like, maybe they've updated some of their stuff. I'm the sure CMAs, that's what it was. Watching the CMAs made me want to go back really bad. Just the history of it all. Uh-huh. Yeah. The rich, rich history. And they have, like, Elvis's um, outfits all up on display. It's very cool. Exactly. So I'm really thankful that we have all that to look forward to. And speaking of thankfulness, you had a Friendsgiving. Any fun stuff? I know that you brought the drinks because you can't bring much else because they were expecting home-cooked food. Let me tell you, the bourbon cider was a hit. It. Everybody loved it. The men loved the fact that I brought bourbon. Total girl, gold stars for me. Total girls, girl. But like, the fact that I brought bourbon made me like chill and cool. And I was throw, like, yeah. throw the user friendly recipe at everyone. Just bourbon and cider, baby. <laughs> <laughs> really not too complicated. You obviously have to be good with the ratio. The ratio. We didn't lie when we said user friendly. <laughs> Correct. Um, there was lots of good desserts, all of the sides, all the things. It made me very excited to spend Thanksgiving with my really good friend and coworker, Kaylee. I will be going to Ohio, somewhere out of Dayton. Shout out if you're an Ohio listener. I'll be in your neck of the woods. <laughs> you're like, I am planning a cycling class, 7 a.m., Dayton, Ohio. Sunday <laughs> morning, there. 10 a.m., Santa's coming to town. <laughs> Can you send me a postcard? I'll you have my address. Send me a postcard from Dayton, Ohio. I will. Um, I so this is exciting. As we know, night before Thanksgiving, you know, everyone knows I'm a sucker for it. I enjoy that. And this time, I was going to tell my friends, it's okay if like you guys don't want to go back uh, or go out. Like, why don't we just go to bowling? And my one of my friends unprompted said, "No, let's go out. Let's have a good time. Here's what we're doing, and you will experience it." Is it a small town you're going to? Um, yes, because it's a suburb, but I don't really know much else. I've also only been to Ohio one singular time for a concert, so I've got Okay, I feel like the night before Thanksgiving slaps much harder in places like Ohio, so that should be something if you choose to acknowledge it that you could have a good time doing. <laughs> to have like a fun love affair. Every time there's a holiday and you I'm sure there's a dive to go bar. somewhere, I always think of Tis the Damn Season by Taylor Swift, how like you come back to your hometown and like you can call me babe for the weekend, like you just rekindle old flames. Like I love it so much. But, you know, my, my high school boyfriend burned my heart into the deep, deep ground, so I won't be doing any of that, nor will I be going back to my hometown ever again. So can't relate, but I can pretend. Oh, don't forget to bring a hostess gift to your friend's family. 
I think it's really the thought that counts. You know, it's the thought. Okay, I'm a 24-year-old girl. I'm just a girl. <laughs> 24-year-old teenager. You're bringing um, a cheese board that you have engraved Dayton, Ohio <laughs> in the bottom right-hand corner. I'm so excited, though, because Kaylee has a younger sister who's 16, and apparently she's Oh, obsessed. boy. You're all over she's the younger girls. with the podcast I know you and with she the is? TikTok. Yes. Yes. Oh, now she's – Girl after my own heart. Yeah. Um, I'm personally extremely excited. We're doing Friendsgiving this Saturday after friend after Thanksgiving. And it's like my Super Bowl. So I'm having a strategy meeting tonight with um some key players, some key investors okay. to talk about what we're doing. Some shareholders. Some shareholders, some angel investors are coming to talk about <laughs> That's so exciting. What we're doing. I wish I could be one. <laughs> <laughs> Ever since last week. I have talked to several more friends, and I think that this wasn't just a phase. I think there's a serious movement going on about at least running a half marathon before we move on to a full marathon. People, The people, the fans are inspired by this latest New York City marathon. And This was so out of I, left field. <laughs> I made sure – no, because we talked about it last week. Last week. Um, I made sure yesterday that I could still run a couple miles. I'm not as good as I, as I once was, but I'm as good once as I ever was. And I can still get a couple out of me. So I think I'm ready to do a half marathon. <laughs> wow. That's a bold statement, Cotton. Are you talking like 2023 you want to do one? No, no. I think – oh, yeah. Not like next month. Probably in the next four months. I'm confident if I just put a little elbow grease into it, I think I can run a half marathon. <laughs> Rub some dirt in it, champ. And if I start eating mildly healthier. Okay. I 100% support you. I 100% believe in you. It seems a little far-fetched, but hey, so much, so is a lot of the things we do in this life. So I'm here for it. Yay. (laughs) Speaking of eating healthier, I have really been trying to take my gut health into account and try to get more greens throughout my day. Obviously, as adults, I make jokes about this all the time. It's criminal that we have to decide what to eat every single day for dinner for the rest of our lives. And a lot of the times, it can be really hard to get your greens in to make sure you have all of your vitamins, minerals, and all the things that make your gut health work into the very best of its ability. So our next partner is a product that I use something literally every day by Athletic Greens. It's called their AG1. It's their OG powder. You mix it with water. People can mix it with orange juice. Ashley likes it mixed with orange juice. You can put it in smoothies. It's a whole thing. I was really worried about what adding greens into water would taste like because you see all those girls on TikTok. I don't know if you do, Ashley, but like the, you know, the it girls they have their matching sets they've got their little mixer of their cute little aesthetic greens and I'm like but does that taste like ass and so I tried it they come they come back to us they're like they're like we can't partner with you if you say the word ass in reference to our product And so I tried AG1 for the first time and I was very pleasantly surprised at the taste. I feel like it'd be so good in juice. Um, With water, I think it's an acquired taste, but overall not nearly as bad as I thought. I thought it was going to taste like literal earth, like putting the dirt of the ground into a cup of water and it doesn't taste like that. So thank God. Ashley likes it too. I have been seeing a noticeable difference in my energy levels just because I exercise so much. I can get really tired all the time. You know, it's getting darker earlier. That's a factor. So AG1 has got me covered and we have a special link for you guys. If you want to support the podcast and try it out for yourself right now, it's time to reclaim your health and your immune system with convenient daily nutrition. It's just one scoop of water in a cup every day. That's it. 
To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs, which is really great when you get hooked on this stuff and you have it every day and you need to travel. All you need to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash JGWI. That's athleticgreens.com slash JGWI, as in just go with it. And you get all of that free stuff I just mentioned. You get healthy gut, you get energy levels, all that stuff. Go and do it, girly pops. Well, why don't we just get into it? Abby texted me earlier and she said, you know what? By George, I've got a topic I want to talk about. And I said, sure, take the mic, kid. You're going to be a star. So, um, yeah, no, that's all I got. <laughs> so we have a good, serious topic for you where I will do my best to lighten the mood and crack some good uh, one-liners, but I'm just going to take it away for this one. It's a heavy one today, folks, and it's a real one. It's relatable. We've all been through a breakup at some point in our lives, and unfortunately for me, I'm currently going through one right now. So at the time this comes out, it will be two weeks since I cut it off with my boyfriend. If you follow me on socials, this might be a shock because I'm always posting about my relationship and I've always just been like an oversharer when it comes to the internet and with my friends and anyone who will listen really. So Um, yeah, much more than we ask for. You just give it to us. So we're going to talk about it. The highs, the lows, how it's going because A lot of people, I mean, this is cuffing season traditionally, like people are getting booed up. They're getting in relationships. It's the holiday season. It's really hard to be alone for the holidays when you're used to being in a relationship. And so I just knew personally, if I didn't do it now, I would not have the courage to do it. And I would just drag it on and on and on until the new year. And we can't have that in our lives. We can't be wasting time. So yeah, that's what's going on in my life. And we're going to get into it. And it's going to be real upsetting. <laughs> I'm going to pull up my post-breakup vibes note. <laughs> we <phone>. can. <laughs> That's good. So a, a constant journal that you have with you. Mm-hmm. You're like crying, waiting. You're crying in the back of an Uber coming home from the bar, um, writing in your notes. I need to preface this conversation too by saying that I'm going to be open and honest and vulnerable about this topic and the situation, but also by no means was this like an easy decision. It was definitely very tumultuous, something I wrestled with for a very long time. So it is going to be hard to talk about. And I have, I just want to start by saying like, I have the most respect and love for my ex. And so I don't want to talk badly about him in any way, but at the same time, I do want to share my experience and my perspective, and I'm sure there are two sides to every story, so he might have a little bit of a different perspective, but all I can say is what I experienced. Yes. Okay, so why don't we conduct this actually like a little bit of an interview? You're an A-list celeb, and I am doing <laughs> I've had a dream just like this before. <laughs> I'm doing a Friday night special with you. So how long did you guys officially date for? So officially, our date that he asked me to be his girlfriend was October 13th, which was a Wednesday. So a little bit over a year is the answer. I think I broke up with him. It was like November 2nd or something. Um, So the beginning of this month. But unofficially, I had been talking to him two weeks on Hinge before I actually moved out and did my cross-country move from Washington State to Nashville. Yeah, we just learned. We were talking about this before we started. We just learned that how far Nashville is from the West Coast. Geography is hard. We used to kind of just in our mind somewhat think, 
oh, you know, Colorado, Utah, like in that vicinity. Yeah, like, like not sort, too of, far sort of there. the middle. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's not in the middle. <laughs> no, it's like so far east. It's disgusting. And you have been in love in your lifetime many a times, haven't you? But th- would you argue this is the first time you've been in adult romantic love? Yes, I think as you grow up, so does your perspective of love and relationships and what you, I mean, you learn so much from every single relationship. So you're a a better, more mature, but more understanding version of yourself in each relationship you enter into. And so this was the first real true adult relationship where you're, you know, on your own living in an apartment, you're not I don't know. I just always felt like such a kid, like in my college relationships. And then obviously high school is like dumb puppy love or whatever, but it still, you know, has a good place in my heart and you still learn a lot from it. But yeah, this was, this was it for me. This was my first one. And I really, as you know, I throw myself into these things full fledged because I know, I know no other way. I wear my heart on my sleeve. I give 110% to everything. So, so there was a time like during this year and change where you thought that you were going to marry him. And then also that's just a whole conversation in general. I know people have differing views. Some people think it doesn't matter how long you date someone, even if you don't think you're going to marry them. Some people don't want to get married, period. So obviously that's Mm -hmm. not even a question they're asking. Some people think, what are we doing here if we're not going to get married? I think that way after a certain point, like maybe after a six-month point is my best guess. So what's your train of thought in regard to that? Yeah. So I've been doing some self-reflecting and honestly, the last three-ish relationships that I've been in have all started the same way with me saying, I'm not looking for anything serious right now. And I don't want a boyfriend, like being very clear about that to the person. And most of the time men will pursue, pursue you. And if they like you enough, and, and if they are looking for a relationship, they will give you an ultimatum and be like, okay, like I respect your decision, but either we are exclusive and you cut things off with other people and date me, or I'm going to go look for monogamy elsewhere, like because they're looking for a relationship. And so whenever we get to that point, I get stressed (laughs) out and I'm like, wait, I don't want to lose you completely. So let's just do the damn thing. And then months down the line, I'm like, how did we get here? (laughs) For all intents and purposes, not this one, your last relationship, you were bullied into. And I told you that I said, you are being bullied into this relationship. Not the one we're talking on today, but yes. The last one, which we should tell that story sometime. You could tell it now or another time, the pots and pans story. That's up to you. Honestly, (laughs) we could do like a whole crazy ex episode, but that's not, this is not the time for that. That would be better if we filmed that one for TikTok. So you're right. Let's say that. Um, (laughs) So... So continue. So this is yes. your your current pattern. So I mean, a lot of people will view re- dating like I date for marriage, and that's super respectable. There's nothing wrong with that. But I also think there's nothing wrong with just saying, "Hey, I'm too young to even like really consider taking things that seriously in terms of marriage." And I'm you know at a certain place in my life where I'm not looking for that, and I just want to date around casually to have fun, whatever it might be, to get to know new people, whatever. So. We definitely originally started the relationship in very different mindsets because I had just moved across the country to the city where I know absolutely nobody. And in a way, it was very, very comforting to have a boyfriend because they get to know That's how they'll get you. Yeah. And of course, like when you're trying to make friends and it's already scary, you're in this new city, like not knowing anyone, having someone in your corner who truly cares about you and sees you and treats you really well, like 
why wouldn't you want that? Like it's very nice to have for sure. And so I think for a long time, just having him as a constant in my life that had so much change going on really kept me glued to him, you know? And I was just like, there's no way I can even picture not having him here because he's been here with me since literally day one. So that was a big factor of it. Um, But I think throughout the relationship, there were times where I really was like, there's, there's no way I could marry this guy for certain things. But then there were times where he would show me the best sides of himself. And I was like, wow, I really am so in love with you. Like there's a reason we're together. We have such a great time together. He's very supportive. He treated me very well. And I was like, why? Sometimes I think I'm the problem. Like, why am I trying to look for reasons to ruin a good thing? Because that people can also, you know, self-sabotage in that way. And I wanted to make sure that I wasn't doing that. Do you think that you were doing that? I think maybe at certain times in the beginning of the relationship, there were certain things like everyone jokes about getting the ick and that's a very real thing. Like girls get the ick over the slightest problems. Like he breathed wrong, ick. He didn't wear socks with shoes, ick. You know, like different things. I think girls sometimes take that a little bit too far and they're like throwing away something that could be a good thing. But at the same time, I just was also like, I'm a very impulsive person. So I was trying not to make rash decisions that were going to change and alter the course of my life. So I needed to just ride it out, stay steady, stay being myself and really see where it goes. And there were plenty of times throughout the course of the relationship where I was like, 100%, like, I love this man. I could see myself having a future with him. And we didn't know exactly what that would look like, where we'd live and all of that. But like, I don't know. Like it was, he was just like a really, he is a really great person. And I love getting to know people on a very deep level. And I have a special place in my heart for people. And I like to make them see themselves the way that I see them because I put them on pedestals and like, I don't know, I just want to like boost their self-esteem to the point where they can like think that they're the absolute shit. Sounds like you should volunteer at the Boys and Girls Club and help some <laughs> some teenagers. Sounds like it. But I like to do that with my friendships too. I don't yeah. know. It's just like I love people so much. I'm such a people person that the thought of getting to know someone on a very deep, intimate level and have them also know me and see me in that way and love me, I crave that. So like for that reason, I'm such a really – But at what point – since I know that you're someone who wants to get married without a shadow of a doubt, and at what point in all of this – or not not even pertaining to this relationship specifically, in a relationship in general. At what point do you step back and say, like, I'm pretty sure I'm not going to marry this person, so what what am I doing? Like, I can't yeah. waste 10 years doing the same thing if I do know I want to get married. I know this isn't it, but I could certainly waste right. 10 months. But at what point do you draw that line? I think that's hard to say because it's different for everyone and different for yeah. every relationship, obviously. But – I think if there's like a hundred percent without a shadow of the doubt, you cannot marry that person for X, Y, or Z reasons. And you're only staying with them because it's comfortable and because it's easy and because breaking up sucks and it's hard and it's really hard to have those conversations, especially when that person didn't necessarily wrong you. Like they didn't do anything. Yeah, nothing's were going wrong. At. Like they didn't cheat on you. They didn't say something horrible to the point where you're like, this is grounds for me to break up with you. And they're a, they're a good person. And I was listening to, I've been listening to Evermore because it's cold outside and like, you know, it's flannel season. Like we're getting in our sad era and the song happiness really, really Mm. resonates with me. Like there was happiness 
the world be happiness after you, but there is happiness because of you. I think that's very important to recognize during a breakup. And also the world doesn't tell you what to do when a good man hurts you and you know that you hurt him too. Like I forgot that the line that you know you hurt him too. It's so powerful and it's exactly how I feel. And so lately whenever I listen to it, like I just sob, which is stunning. Love that for myself. (laughs) Um, Um, But yeah, I think if you're like 100% like there's actually no way I can marry this person and and being married is something that you want to accomplish in the next – five to ten years like you've got to just cut it up cut your losses like before it gets too deep before you're like shit like this is gonna be really hard which is not what I did I waited way too long so when (laughs) did you start thinking in your mind like this I is the beginning of the end I have to take action um I don't want to but like I have to take action what what caused me to finally take action because this is something like I said I I had been wrestling with for a long time like what to do how to do it how to say it like I would practice in the shower whenever I'd shower <laughs> I'd be like okay these are the points I need to make this is how it needs to go for it to still be respectful and as kind as possible all these things like I would literally try and recite things and, like practice them in my head you're writing paragraphs in the steam on the shower. <laughs> <laughs> just in my head, like I, when I would drive, like whenever I was alone with my thoughts, like it was just yeah. tough, right? And so that in itself was emotionally draining, just dealing with that. And then I was already having a terrible week with work and missing my family and missing you guys and just like feeling so emotional. I was also on my period, which doesn't help anything at all because my you know funny is so high. What? When you talk to this, you're obviously talking to me, but we're on the podcast. I mean, you say missing you guys. You're all, I know who you mean, but it also sounds like you're missing the audience. <laughs> missing you guys and the listeners. <laughs> yeah. I know what you guys mean. Missing my but friends. it's funny from a third-party perspective. <laughs> right. That's so true. Continue. So things were already in the absolute shitter. And I was like, you know what would make this better? Let's just pile on. Let's pile on the tragedy. And I woke up one day with just a little bit of courage. And it was more than I had felt in months to be able to have this conversation. And I realized in that moment, truly, if I do not rip this off like a Band-Aid and I don't do this now and act upon this tiny little seedling of courage, I'm never going to do it. Because whenever I'm around him, we're smiling, we're laughing, we're having a great time. I forget all about all of the external problems. And I'm just like, I love this person. And like I said, holidays are coming up. Thanksgiving, Christmas, all of a sudden it's the new year and we're right back to where we started from. And so... I just acted upon that courage, ripped it off. I honestly even surprised myself. It wasn't even a planned thing. Like it just kind of happened. And like, obviously it was premeditated in the way that I knew I wanted it to happen, but the actual act of it and how it all went down, I wasn't like prepared because you're never going to be fully prepared for something like that. Like it's going to suck no matter what. It's going to hurt. We both cried. Like it was awful, but I had to do it. Not in reference to this relationship, but just in general, in life, past relationships, anyone listening, how important, in your opinion, is taking the people's opinions that are closest to you into account in in your life? I think it's very important, especially if like your closest friends who you spend a lot of time with, if they don't like your significant other, that's just going to make things harder on you and on your relationship. Obviously, family is very important because you're going to be spending all of your holidays with them and whatever. So in an ideal world, yes, it's great if you can like their family and they can like yours. It doesn't always happen. A lot of people have 
really interesting home lives. Like they're all very different. So it's not all a cookie cutter white picket fence situation. So being realistic there, all you can really hope for is that you like their family and they're nice and welcoming to you. And that's all you can go off of. But in terms of friends, I think that's really important because if your friends don't like your significant other or vice versa, it just creates this weird divide almost where you have to choose. And I'm not saying they have to be like best friends, like your significant other and your, and your girlfriends, but if everyone can at least get along and be cordial with each other, that just takes a lot of stress off of you. And I think it's important, but I also think it's hard to relay accurately the information of what goes on internally in a relationship to your friends because a lot of the times when you're filling your friends in you'll go to them for advice or update them on like if something bad happens right like you're not just going to run to them to say like look how amazing he's treating yeah. me look at all these great things he's done because it just looks like you're bragging or like rubbing it in people's faces so a lot of times they only hear about the bad stuff and so yeah. that can skew the perception of it so at the end of the day you have to know in your heart and your soul if this person is good for you, if they make you happy, if they support you in all the ways that you need to be supported. And no matter what, if your friends say that they don't like him, you have to, at the end of the day, be able to make that call and be confident in that. Okay. So you break up with this man. It's also no secret. I keep saying this man. If you dig back, we did an episode with him like six months ago and- He's on your Instagram if you go further. Um, yeah, if you're new to the podcast, go do something. Miller. Like, why are we? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, Miller. So, you break up with Miller. And obviously, you call, we talked on the phone for a little bit after. Yeah. And you were very upset and all of that. And so, what, what did you do for yourself in the aftermath of breaking up with him? In the aftermath, I was a little bit in shock. Um, I did speak to you on the phone, which was nice. I called my mother. And told her, um, updated her on what had happened. And honestly, when I talked to my mom, I was all cried out. Like there was no more tears left in me. Because when I was talking to you, Ashley, on the phone, like there was a lot of crying. Um, I spoke to Kaylee on the phone and also was crying. And then I decompressed on TikTok for an hour because I needed to disassociate with the <laughs> Disassociation. world. <laughs> I needed to Have not think that? at all. <laughs> I, I should have sent it to you, that TikTok, this girl. She was like, PSA, she was like, I am not following any more boyfriends until you guys are engaged. She's like, I've unfollowed five <laughs> boyfriends this year alone. I've had five. She's like, and I won't be doing any more. Yeah. I disassociated on TikTok for a while, and then I went to bed, and then I started listening to Evermore just to, like, be in my feels a little bit Oh, my bit gosh. More. How could you do that? I, I would have dug I just, me I into really, a hole. I was in a hole. I started sobbing again, and I couldn't go to sleep. I just kept sobbing and sobbing and it was like getting later and later and I was getting stressed at how little sleep I was going to get because of my crying fits. And then eventually I think I cried myself to sleep. <laughs> Soaking your pillow. I woke up and my eyes were so puffy. My whole face was swollen and I had to go get my ice roller out of the freezer and roll that baby like three times, three separate times. Did you feel good the next time you went to sleep? Like you, when you're a little kid and you cry all day and then it's just kind of a relief. Like, all right, it's done with. It's time to <laughs> yeah, close my eyes. I did feel a, a deep sense of relief for, for the fact that like I was grappling with doing this and having this hard conversation for so long. At least it was over with, you know, like at least it was done and I needed to put that chapter to rest. 
Yeah. So you're crying like Diane Keaton and something's got to give. You're mm-hmm. walking around Nashville crying. <laughs> um, so how – I obviously it's been like – literal mere days since this happened but that weekend and stuff and all of that how did you like how much did you let yourself cry and how'd you dig yourself out of a hole if anyone is uh just got broken up with or something you know I am so grateful to be a woman in times like these (laughs) because women have community we have villages and women get it and women can talk to each other and they can lean on each other for support especially in times of need and we get it we've been there we've all been wronged by men we've all been through breakups we've all been through this shit and we're all there for each other and so we can confess all of our feelings and lean lean in those friendships when we need to and I felt very supported that weekend I spent time with my friends I worked on myself. I cleaned my room. I read my books. I just did – I did my own thing. I stayed in my own lane. I leaned on my friends when I needed to, and it made me feel so grateful because I know, guys, it's obviously a very different situation for men. One of your things when you were, like, hysterical on the phone was, who am I going to talk to? Yeah. So It's hard. Okay. Know. That is number one, the, the most difficult part of – breaking up with someone when you've been with them for over a year because truly you talk to that person almost all day every day like obviously we have day jobs so like we're not texting every minute of the day but you're checking in the morning you're checking in at the night you're with them every weekend you're constantly communicating and just to have that completely cut off from your life is such a huge adjustment such a huge change and that's just weird in and of itself like even if that person even if you know like the decision was a right one. It doesn't make it an easy one. And you still like miss them so much. It's very weird. Yeah. What's the song that made you hysterical? The Life Where We Work Out by Flatland Calvary. In a life. In a life where we work out. In a life where we work out by Flatland Calvary. (laughs) It's horrific. And I think anyone who ends a romantic relationship on good terms can relate to that because unfortunately you just weren't the ones for each other, but you were the closest and you kind of could see the glimpse, the end of the tunnel. And there, I'm sure in other universes, are lives where we work out and that we stay together and that we get married and we have a very happy life. But sometimes I feel like you have to sacrifice what could be a happy life for what could be a really great life and an even better life. Mm-hmm. Um, and in certain ways, I felt like that's what I was doing. So girls, my advice for you is in that initial phase when you're feeling almost regretful because you miss the person so much, even though deep down in your mind, you know, this was the right decision. When you're feeling sad and like you miss them so much, text your friends. Don't text your ex, text your friends and tell them exactly how you feel. Write it down in a journal. Talk to your mom, talk to your family, talk to the people at the grocery store, talk to your boss, talk to your concierge downstairs in your apartment, talk to anyone because they will listen and it will help you cope. Don't keep it all inside and don't text your ex. And at the very least, if you feel like you don't have a lot of friends or something currently where you're at at this stage in life, at the very least, the concierge or people care about gossip. Some people are interested to learn yeah. what you people have like to the say. Tea, okay? They yeah, like yeah. to know what's up. <laughs> people like to know what's up. So it's not like you're going to talk about a drab, boring topic. So tell us about the notes in your phone. Tell us about your journal that you write. Okay. So the I list. was reading – it starts with us a couple weeks ago and Lily, the main character, I'm sure most of the people who listen to this podcast have read that book or read books by Colleen Hoover. 
um, sequel to it ends with us. Lily and Ryle go through a divorce because he's an abusive husband and she still had a great relationship with him and they were very much in love and he's the father of her daughter. But because of obviously the reason that he's abusive, she has to remind herself of all of the things that he did wrong and all of the reasons she can't be with him because there are certain times where you're clouded by judgment and you're just thinking about the good times and they show you all the, the good sides of them and you're like, wow, you are a really redeemable person. I love you so much. So I took inspiration from that and I was like, I'm going to also make a list because on all the times throughout the day when I think, did I make a wrong decision? Man, I wish I could text him right now. I miss him so much. I wish we could hang out this weekend. Any of those feelings, I have to go back to my list and be like, no, these were the very logical reasons why you did what you did and it's going to be okay. And then it kind of helps you move on from that thought as opposed to act on it. Yeah. What are your other lists that I know that you have? <laughs> so also on that list, I think this is just a good, healthy writing exercise for anyone going through a breakup. So reasons that you had to break up, non-negotiables for next time. That's a big what one. What are some of your non Just three. Three non-negotiables. I'm just intrigued. Okay. First one is match my energy. I need a man that's going to match my energy, not in the way of like he has to be as bubbly and extroverted as me. But kind of in that way, like he needs to be really fun and he needs to keep me very interested and intrigued and want to do all the things that I want to do, like in terms of being a people person, like very outgoing, spontaneous, will go with me, will do anything, can take him to a party and not have to worry about him. Like he'll go and talk to people and I can do my thing and then we'll come back together at the end, you know? Yeah, I, I agree for yourself and for me. Stunning. Yes. Um, their love language must be physical touch. As, oh, interesting. Yes, this is very insightful. As someone who has mostly dated guys whose love language is physical touch, to go from that and then be in a relationship with someone whose lowest number on the scale was physical touch was very eye-opening to me. And I realized the person I have to marry has got to be into it because that's how I feel the most loved. And like, it's the littlest thing throughout the day with the physical touch. Like, I just need to have it. Like, they've got to get it, you know? Great. Well, that's an easy way to rule people out. First date, first question. What's your love language? See ya. <laughs> <laughs> I need a man who is very articulate and well-spoken in general and also in regards to his feelings. So emotional maturity and depth in the way that he appreciates the finer things. He appreciates art and literature and music. Sounds like you want to marry me. <laughs> Actually, let's get married. But he just needs to like have, I guess, some feminine energy in his life, like yeah. be close with the sisters or cousins or mothers or whatever it might be. But he needs to like understand emotions and like how women work. Like it's a, yeah. we're not raising up our men enough in the way that they can grow up and be like, I understand enough about how women work to realize how different we are. I think our generation of sons will really be set. Yeah. Oh yeah. Gen Z, we got covered. <laughs> okay. So what other uh, list do you got in there? And then the next lists I have are things I learned from the relationship that I will carry with me, things that are true about myself in relationships that are going to be steadfast no matter where I go. And then I do have a little fun one. It's types of men I'd like to go on <laughs> dates with before I die. Please, I, I must know some. Okay. Because here's the thing. If I'm going to well, be fine, single. Fine, I'll tell you. Fine, I'll tell you everything. <laughs> I'm a tough cookie to crack, but I'll tell you everything. 
If I'm going to be single right now, the only thing I have to look forward to is diversity of experience. And Ashley knows I appreciate men in all forms, all shapes, all sizes, all colors. (laughs) And I want to experience as much as I can before I do settle down. You know, we're only 24. It's not like we're going on this journey at 34. Like that would be very different. But yeah, I have a list of just different ones. I'm not going to like try and just go on a date with them just because they have this thing on the list. It's just Yeah, but you've dated well, you've dated a ton. So it would be nice, for example, if you tried went on a date with a musician. You hadn't you've never done that before. <laughs> yes. So I can just go down the list. Yeah, so yeah. first is someone 10 years older than me, so 34. Someone 1 year younger than me. 23. Oh God. <laughs> oh God. Can you imagine? Yeah. That's really the youngest I'll go is 23. This is like a bingo card that you're doing. <laughs> yeah. A musician is one, a gym rat, which honestly I kind of hope like all the boys I go on dates with go to the gym. Cause like, I'm just not, I'm not that girl that's like into super skinny guys. Some girls are not me. Next we have a firefighter. You've done that. Okay. But like not in the last few years. (laughs) Okay. Some of these are repeats. Okay, continue. Someone over 6'5". Okay. Someone with a lot of tattoos. A guy who paints his nails, unironically. (laughs) Um, Someone with a man bun. A poet or a writer. I think that'd be so interesting. That is interesting. A la Casey Musgraves dating her poet. Um, Someone verified on Instagram. (laughs) <laughs> oh, you are. This is literally a bingo board. A we sharp do a series dresser. On this. A sharp dresser. It's like a guy who's. Oh, really that's fashion. a sweet one. And then a Swifty. And the list continues on. I could keep going, but that's. A little know. fun story for you all. When Abby's mom had told me one of the times that I saw her, Abby was like two years old and her brother is much older than her. So he was a late teenager and he'd come over with all of his friends and she would just be sitting in her high chair. Her mom said, staring at all of the boys, fascinated by them. Abby has loved boys for as long as she's been able to know what a boy is. Yes. And I grew up with my little neighbor boy, Stephen, from across the street. We were the same age as babies. And I had a little rash on my mouth because kids just like always have the kids always have like something weird going on like some sickness yeah, or some yeah. rash I had a little rash in my mouth and the parents let let us play and went to the other room for a little while to like do mommy talk or whatever that was weird why did I say do mommy talk yeah that's <laughs> kind of like a vaguely pornographic that was okay, weird I'm starting Continue. over so, no, I, no, that's funny it's no, funny it's what gross. we just said no, that was gross. Funny. well it's funny because we acknowledged it Continue. okay fine 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 Anyways, the mothers went and had their snacks and their adult chat. I was left alone with Steven for like a good 10 minutes or something. They come back and he has the rash all over his mouth because I had been kissing up all on that boy as a little baby because I thought it was so cute. And the mothers were laughing so hard because of what was going on. And kids are just silly. So, yes, I have loved men. Truly, ever since I was a small, small child. Okay, so is there anything else about your relationship specifically? Because I have some content about uh, relationships that I'd like to discuss. Ooh. Um, no, I just want everyone to know that if you're going through a breakup, you're not alone. And also growth and healing is not linear. You're not going to just start feeling better one day and then the next day you feel even better. You can start feeling better one day and the next day really slide back down the track and be like, 
God, I really miss this person. And that's the kind of day I had today. Actually, it was a rough day in terms of the the 14 days I've had. Um, <laughs> Did you cry? Yeah, a little today. I don't know. It's just kind of a, there's like a hole in your heart. And again, like your emotions don't always match up with the logic in your head. And sometimes you're just like sad because it's over, but you can smile because it happened or whatever that saying is. Do you have any advice for someone that is on the verge of pretty sure they have to break up with their significant other soon? You know, a blessing in disguise is that I also have had a couple people text me and be like, I'm kind of inspired by your breakup. I've also been thinking about breaking oh my up God. with my boyfriend. Who? Um, who? 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 Tell them. <laughs> that is the fun power of going through something terrible so you can pave the path for other people and share advice and whatnot. So I think if you know in your heart and your soul that this is not your person, you are doing yourself a disservice to stay in that relationship for the sake of comfortability because, and you're also doing that person a disservice. So if you truly love them, yeah, you got to cut them off because you have to give them the opportunity to also find someone who will put 110% into them and who will be their person and want to build a life with them. And if that's not you, then you're just wasting your time and theirs, which is just rude. It's just rude. So just do it. It's never going to be easy. There's never going to be a good time to have the conversation. You've got to just rip it off like a Band-Aid and realize that it's going to hurt no matter what. Did you put out uh, a PSA to people when you did this? No. Did you tell people when they asked? Yes, a little bit. I think obviously like my close friends knew that this was around the corner going to happen at some point. So I filled all of you guys in right away, of course, all my close friends and my mom. Um, and then I made a funny TikTok about it like a week and a half later about things that January me would be shocked to find out about life now. And the first one was like me and boyfriend broke up. And I think that's how a lot of people find out, honestly. You guys heard it here first. If you have a brother or a best friend or you happen to be one of the seven boys that listen to this podcast and you've always had a crush on Abby, uh, go ahead and (laughs) shoot your shot, gentlemen. (laughs) Win a date with Abby Hunt. Uh, What a dream. (laughs) So specifically, if you match one of the qualifications on her bingo card. And bonus points, if you're not looking for true love right now, and yeah. <laughs> neither is she. Please, She's just let me know. <laughs> for some fun experiences and new conversation. So thoughts and prayers to Abby. Thoughts and prayers to, to Miller. And let's get into some other relationship stuff. This is completely filled with spoilers. Left, right, and center. Love is blind. Oh, God. I can't wait. To- <laughs> That's what I, I was referencing earlier. <laughs> I'm so excited to talk about love is blind. Yeah. It is. This season had me in a chokehold. Yeah. So if you haven't watched and you want to, literally, Happy Thanksgiving, subscribe, like, and subscribe to us. <laughs> the rest of this is all filled with us. You can see yourself out if you're still, like, behind yes. the behind the books and haven't watched Love is Blind. Yeah, yeah. So um, I – this show – I don't understand what kind of a chokehold, how it's possible for to have this chokehold on so many of us because the older I get, the worse I get at completing TV shows. And this one, I'm wrapped attention from the moment I put it on to the moment episode 12 is over. Mm-hmm. Every season that comes out, I'm desperate for more, chomping at the bit. Well, season two, when it ended, I tried watching the one that they filmed in a different country and it was all subtitles. But <laughs> the subtitles made me like less connected, so I, I quit that. But yeah. I was that desperate when the last season ended. Damn. So let's – um, why don't we talk about like 
shocking moments that we both found shocking during the season and then also like the final wrap-up and just like our thoughts on the couples and all that okay 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 so I feel like a lot of shocking moments obviously happened from the two quote-unquote villains of the season which were Cole and Bartise in the and I'm way that say they, they're not villains in my eyes. The they're way, not. but the way that they like basically verbally degraded their fiancés. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Obviously, there was a lot of mistakes made on everyone's part, including the women. I'm not only faulting the men, but there were shocking moments provided by them, such as for me, the biggest one, when they all had their very first dinner party. And all got to see each other in person. And Bartise got very drunk. There was a lot of scenes where I was just like, Bartise is just very drunk right now. Yeah, you could tell. And same with Matt. But Bartise literally telling Nancy to her face, holy shit, Raven's so hot. I can't believe I ever let her go in the pods. Like, I had such strong feelings for both of you guys. And like, wow, she's such a smoke show. If people saw us both together, like, physically, the way we look makes sense together, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. I was like, if oh I- my God. Okay, that was wrong, but to play devil's advocate, if I were in Nancy's position, uh, to play devil's advocate, if I were in Nancy's position, first of all, you could see how drunk both of them were when they were talking. Yeah. Honestly, throughout the whole season. Second, it's not like they had been dating Bartiz and Nancy for two years. He proposed this was – she was – or I'm sorry, he was her fiancé and he was Mm -hmm. telling her how hot this other woman was. Mm -hmm. This is such a unique – circumstance I would say yeah I would say to cut some slack I agree with you on the cutting some slack because of how weird the experience is yeah but also have some self-awareness and some he's also 25 if you need to get those things off your chest and say them out loud maybe say them to like the boys in the corner you know what I mean like maybe just don't say them right to her face like that's where the drunk part comes in yeah (laughs) and then another thing was also, let's talk about the jumping jacks in the pod when, like, Bartise was trying to profess, like, oh. this intense story about his past with, like, his parents and stuff. And Raven's, like, literally doing okay. a full-on workout. I went from despising her just because I thought she was so cold, mm-hmm. aloof, mm-hmm. had to stick up her ass, all this stuff. But then I realized by the last episode, she was my favorite by the reunion. The I way agree. that she literally – I was like, I could be friends with this girl. The way she the came out of her show. insane. <laughs> Her character arc was nuts. The way, and for me too, like the way I felt about her because she went from having such a stick up her ass to I think it was just more her personality, especially being on air. You could see how much she loved SK mm-hmm. and how hurt she was when he said no. How and how much she I was. Him. I was shocked. Well, how how um, loving she was with his mother and mm-hmm. how much she loves him currently. I was going on their Instagrams. I think it was just her like being a tough shell to crack in the beginning and I really that was one of my favorite parts of the show and I love the way that SK loves her and the way he talks Mm -hmm. about her because he's so realistic and he's also like I don't want simple I like complicated dynamic interesting women and like that's what Raven is and I'm like wow like I'm here for this but the way when Bartise was trying to talk to her in the pool and she was like I love SK like I'm engaged to him I was literally so proud of her in that moment I, I like, know pop off sister like this is amazing uh-huh so I adore girls her would just be so flattered and be like oh my god like 100 percent um so the other villain continue Cole Cole mm-hmm. Sweet, sweet Cole. I think Ashley and I, because we were texting before this, like while she was watching, you and I both had a 
similar initial reaction to him, which was like, oh my God, he is such a fun personality. Like he's so fun to be around. And then I don't know how your perception of him changed, but my God, by like the third episode, or at least once they got out of the pods, at least like, I just was like, I can't stand this man for more than five minutes. He reminded me of some small town homeschooled theater kid. And I couldn't stand it. Like, I loved his energy. I loved his positivity and his goofiness. The way he was just so painfully, painfully immature. And yes, he was quite young too, both him and Bartise. But it was like, like he had never dated before. Like he didn't know how to speak to a woman or like be a grown man in any way. Wasn't he married for two months? No, not him. Then who was married for two months? Matt, right? No, Matt was married for 10 years. I'm pretty sure. No. Yeah, he was. Not 10 years. He was with someone for 10 years and then married for like- Cole was married for two months? No. He said it was a big mistake and it was a rash decision. Oh my God. Anyways, when I first met Cole (laughs) in the pods, I (laughs) I couldn't stand a single word he said. But once he got into real life, I think that I saw him more as having potential once he matures to be a really, really fun person. Okay. Almost like Robin Williams and Mrs. Doubtfire. <laughs> a fun dad and someone yeah. who moves around a lot. And I felt like – what's her name? Zanab. 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 I felt like she – there. okay, there was no way in hell they were going to work together. Absolutely not. I don't know why they didn't just cut their losses at the beginning. No, I know. I felt like she added fuel to the fire because, yes, he was being like a little extreme, but she was being downright patronizing, downright patronizing to him the yeah. way that she was talking to him. And, of course, we don't see all the stuff. Yeah. But I, I didn't like the way how patronizing she was. And honestly, the way that she was so patronizing was just a straight up projection of her deep, deep insecurities. Like you could tell how painfully insecure she was from every sentence that came out of her mouth. And it made me really sad because I felt like Zeneb was honestly the most beautiful. She was not one of the most beautiful girls in the season. Like she's stunning. At the reunion, she looked so good. So good. Give this girl her own show. She... And she's so strong after what she went through with, like, losing her parents and everything at a young age. She belonged with with someone like SK's personality, stable foundation. Right. And, like, but maybe, like, a little bit more fun and to bring her out of her shell. But, yes, I agree. I just was so sad for her that – I don't know. It was like just a, a match made in hell, literally. Yeah. Because it was like match made in hell. Like separately, like they're great people and they they both deserve the world. And like also Cole, if he had a slightly different personality, so hot. He looked like a Disney so prince. So handsome with his blue eyes. Gorgeous man. No one was talking about that enough. He was yeah. stunning. But so was Zeneb, and she couldn't see it, and she needed someone else to affirm that. And Cole did the 100%. literal opposite of affirming that and also like again her fault really for asking him to rate her like what are we 14 years old at the pool party dumb on her part but also so dumb on his part how easy is it it's right there she's throwing you a softball give her a 10 move on like you know what girls want to hear jesus christ you don't have to tell her that someone else is hotter than her at a party if i'm at a party and i'm the ugliest bitch there my man is gonna say you're the most beautiful gorgeous stunning woman here and i'm gonna say thank you so much baby and we're gonna go home and everyone's gonna be happy like it's not that hard that was what her doing that was the equivalent of snooping in someone's phone 
snooping in someone's phone and getting mad at the texts that you see that are about them. You're yeah. asking for it if you do that or reading someone's diary. The evidence nullified because you did it in an illegal way. 100%. Yeah. So Matt and Colleen, Dear God. I don't foresee them lasting whatsoever. She's Everyone, so young with her attitude. So I understand. I understand uh, women get married every day at 25, but her yeah. attitude reminded me a lot of ours, and we mm-hmm. are not getting married at 25. <laughs> women are being so funny on TikTok because after the reunion episode – did you watch the reunion? Yes. I think I um, – like the way that she just looks like she was going to throw up the whole time. 100%. Like, she looks so uncomfortable with him. Colleen, are you safe? Like, please blink twice if you're not feeling safe in your relationship. Because I think we- she feels like she's up shit creek because when she was talking to her parents, she – I think they made it evident she's dated like casually. I don't think she's been in like a long extensive relationship and her first one is right. marriage after two months. I know. That's concerning. And the way that they were like, we don't live together. We don't want to break our leases. Like she's got roommates. I'm like, they're just kids like us. And we're all just kids. And don't tell me she didn't get money from doing this show. I'm sure she that money could have been used to break the lease. Right. Yeah, it was dumb. I'm really concerned for her because the way that he carried himself when he drank, it was really scary. Like he had so and much then, anger. He was so impulsive. He was so ridiculous. I was like, good Lord. Did you – I don't know if he threatened her or if this is really what went down. But when she, when she was relaying their fight to his family about – going out to the club she Mm -hmm. said that she was like there was a miscommunication i called matt i told him we were going to the club he said okay i'm going home and then he got mad because he forgot that's what i said because he was blackout drunk which is totally different than what was presented and he was ready to lose his and if that is so ridiculous if that's actually what happened and that's the way he reacted yeah out of turn like that Red flags abound. And even if it was, like, her in the wrong, like, say she was doing exactly what he said and just, like, being frivolous, not telling him where she's at, being at the club on a Wednesday. She was also with all of their close – these people they just did the show with. Yes. And the fact that there's no trust there and there's no communication. There's no let's talk about this when you get home or let's talk about this tomorrow. Like, I'm not necessarily feeling 100% comfortable with Mm -hmm. what happened and this is why – there's none of that. Like, why are these people so, so immature and that they're just like, I'm packing my bags. I can't do this anymore. <laughs> and <laughs> like, then you find out. You did tell him. Yeah. So they're not going anywhere. They're done. Shitty. I give them eight months max. Fuck them. Sorry. I hate it so much. I need Colleen to get out of there and get herself a nice, kind man. And even in the pod, inviting. I felt like I blinked and they she was – just searching for like someone to partner up after with. two rejections she was like anyone anyone want to get married yes. hello <laughs> <laughs> you over there on the other side of that wall <laughs> let's get Colleen on the pod um thoughts on Nancy in general yes I was about to bring them up um Nancy I love her I think it's very sad. What with okay, just her as a person. I love her. She makes me feel so safe. I love her so much. She's like the president of every sorority I've ever wanted to be a part of. Like uh-huh. she's so amazing. She makes me feel so safe. And the way that she loved Bartise, um, she should have. I I know that there's age gaps, but I feel like I know that there's age gaps everywhere in life. But I feel like with her being 31, she should have known 25 was not going to work out. Um, and then. I was going to say something else about Nancy. I just like really adore her and especially when she gave Bartise that gift the day of the wedding. I know. 
And he was talking to his dad and he was like just someone that like it's all the little moments and like feels so much like home. So I was shocked I can't that he said, he said no. no after that. I think it was very like champagne problems. Like you don't know the answer until the moment. Um, but the fact that he the fact that he was running amok with like other women days after the wedding. But to that extent, I felt like Alexa, is that her name? Mm-hmm. Was being very inappropriate and like egging on too much stuff at the reunion. Okay. I, I thought she wasn't agree. being sensitive enough to the topic. I kind of agree. They were funny, but Alexa and Brennan are by far my favorite couple. I think that's safe to say most people that's their favorite couple just because they were yeah. so unwavering in their love from start to finish. Brennan yeah, looks really reunion, fit were- if you've gone on his Instagram. He's changed yeah. a lot. <laughs> He's looking stunning. I'm uh-huh. so happy for them. Um, he's kind of like a Walmart Matthew McConaughey with like the dimples <laughs> and the cowboy yeah. act of it all. Yeah, yeah. And I just love that she's like his little Jewish, whatever she is, Armenian queen. Israeli. She's so hot. He's so hot. I love them together. I uh-huh. love that they're so happy and they loved each other so much for their hearts and their souls. And you can tell they're best friends. And he's so go with the flow, which is just what she needs because she's very like my way or the highway, which is kind of like me and in my relationships a little yeah. bit. So I was like, oh, interesting. But yeah, the reunion was hilarious. People were being so, so mean to Cole that I wanted to throw up. Like, I was so uncomfortable. And by the end, he was crying. And like, that sh- that shot of his cam- like, camera on his face, like, so close up when he was just like in tears, like, so broken. He's like, I regret this. If I ruin someone's self-esteem, like, I regret this 100%. And then all of a sudden, Zen was like, Oh my gosh, like I don't regret it. I would do it all over if it was for you. And like okay. four seconds earlier, she was like, I hate your guts. You ruined my life. Like, what? My entire life, I've sided with whatever a woman says. Mm-hmm. However, I think I believe Cole in the reunion when he was like, please, someone roll the tapes of mm-hmm. all these stories she's talking about. I think that Zeneb might be insecure and that is convoluting. Well, okay, she is, but that's convoluting her memory and, like, interpretation of what happened. 100% but- to her, that's her truth. Like, when she watches Cutie Gate back, she's like, see, right there. That's when he, like, made a comment. But to him, that's not what he meant at all. Like, his intention was not to be like, you're eating too much or, like, why are you eating those but also, oranges? the instance where she was like, you asked for a girl's number at your bachelor party, and he was like, please find the tape. He's like, that didn't happen. I want to know if that happens. Me too. Who can because tell me? Why would he tell Bartice her about it? But was also like all the all the guys were like, we didn't go anywhere. <laughs> yeah, I have a lot of questions in regard to that. Yeah. Oh, okay. So on the weddings, I was absolutely jaw on the ground over SK saying no, but I did kind of foresee that happening, like them dating. But the way his mom was like, just the way his mom was like, just say I do. <laughs> I know. And she came to comfort. What's that her broke name? Me. Raven. She came to Raven. comfort her. That was so sweet. She's like, I love you. It's going to be okay. And like Raven didn't have her mom or like anyone in her family there. It must have been so hard. Like what a strong woman to deal with that by herself. I'm shocked that Matt and Colleen got married. Honestly. Me too. They should not have gotten – they should when not they have gotten married. When they were at the married. aquarium, he was like, do you think love's enough? And she's like, no. And I'm like, thank God. Like somebody was got a, a national head around these parts. Like the issue is the show is love is blind. And like, yes, it is love is blind, but it's not – 
love conquers all. That's not what the show is because yeah. love does not conquer all when all of these external factors come into play. There are so, so many things that go in to making a relationship and specifically a marriage work. It's a miracle that anyone gets married and stays together half the time because of how much we change throughout our lifetimes and how many things are being thrown at us with families and jobs and finances and hopes and dreams and kids and everything. Like it's crazy. And so the fact that she's like, love isn't enough. Yes. Love can be blind. I'm sure you can love people without seeing them. That's the show has proven that, but it is not love conquers all. And honestly, none of these people should be getting married. None, except for maybe Alexa and Brennan. I think that's they're going to make it in the long haul. And I think that (laughs) I honestly think SK and Raven for sure could have, if he didn't have grad school. I know. Why are you going on a show to fall in love with someone to propose to them when you're like, I'm going to leave for two years right after this? He probably didn't think he would get casted. I don't know. Um, Or maybe he didn't know he was going to get into grad school. I Who knows how the filming timeline works. But um, silly. I don't know. I just love the show like to the ends of the earth. I find it endlessly fascinating and I wish that they pumped out the content harder. I want to know the couples that we didn't see that maybe almost made it to engagement. Yeah, apparently in the season, season two, right before this, there was a couple that actually did end up getting engaged and going through the entire process literally all the way to the weddings, but their whole storyline got cut out because it was too boring. I could see that happening to me. Can you imagine? I'd literally be so good <laughs> like with the, the flow about it. people were just so normal that they were like, we've yeah. got to cut you out. of. You don't get screen time. Like, what the hell? I would be so good with the flow and like keep it so internal, my thoughts. And like asking yeah. me what to do off to the side, it would turn into a boring thing and I'd get cut. <laughs> All I have to say is, Cole, if you come to Nashville on a bender, <laughs> hit me up. Let's go out. You seem like the most fun time in the world. And I feel like I would really match his energy and I'm the opposite of insecure. So I feel like we wouldn't have any problems there. <laughs> no, love is blind, but it doesn't conquer all. And I stand oh, by Oh, that's that. the new title. <laughs> the subhead um, is, but it doesn't conquer all. And glad we ended that on a bit of a lighter note, but I hope everyone enjoyed that episode. I'm sorry it was such a heavy, hard topic, but I always want to keep it real with you guys and keep you up to date on what's going on and... Honestly, life's been a little tough lately, so I just wanted to share about my breakup, and I hope that it makes somebody else who's going through a similar situation feel not as alone. Wonderful. Happy Thanksgiving to all. Make good choices if you go out, and don't forget to follow us on Instagram, TikTok, subscribe, all of that good stuff. A five-star review about how wonderful we are. Love you guys so much. Have a great weekend. Bye.